Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sara Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. to the show and today my guest is Amber Hagberg. In 2008 yoga came into Amber's life at a time of desperation and deep depression where she had no purpose or desire to live. Through the profound transformation that transpired and continues to evolve in her life Amber's mission became clear. She continues to study yoga and learn more about herself so that she's better able to serve her students and give back to yoga what yoga has continuously and unconditionally given her for the last 10 years. Amber is here on the planet to help women connect back to themselves, have more energy, confidence and joy in their life. So I am super excited to welcome Amber Hagberg to the show. Welcome, Amber. Mm, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, me too. Now, I don't know that much about yoga. I'm one of those rare women that have never really got into it. So I'm fascinated <laughs> about what you do and finding all about it. But please share with us some of your story because I know it's quite an interesting one. When I found yoga back in 2008, I was in a dark place in my life. My dad had just died of a seven-year cancer battle, and I was staying busy, going to college. I had a full-time job, a boyfriend, a house, all the things, except I was really unhappy. And luckily, a friend introduced me to yoga, and I feel like that was just the beginning. That ended um, an eight-year relationship where I then moved across the country to study yoga after dropping out of high school or dropping out of college rather and falling in love. Um, this man's like, let's go to Costa Rica. So we decided to move to Costa Rica and I had a dream to lead yoga retreats and teach yoga on the beach. And so here I am seven years later living in Costa Rica, teaching yoga and coaching women on how to live like a yogic lifestyle. So it's more than just an exercise, but a way in which you live your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gosh, living in Costa Rica must be incredible. I mean, it is one of the most beautiful places with all the nature and the wildlife on the planet, right? So I guess that's pretty good for healing. Is that what you found when you got there? Yeah, it's one of the most biodiverse places in, in the world. And just being here, there's a healing energy. Like all you have to do is come here and you feel it. Most people that come are like, I'm going to move there or they come back. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, it's definitely on my bucket list to go. So, so you moved there with a guy. Tell us what happened then. So are you still with him now? No, actually a year and a half after we moved here, um, he was always a very unstable relationship. Actually, when we got together, he was going through a 10 year divorce. So being in a marriage for 10 years and, you know, I was basically the rebound, you know, and we really tried to make it work for five years. It was like one foot in one foot out. There was never the commitment. And so after a year and a half of being in this foreign country, I had a miscarriage and he put one foot in one foot out again. And I was like, okay, six months, let's see what happens and reevaluate the relationship. So I left and it was really, 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 really hard because 
for five years, I put every part of my heart and soul into making this work. Like my whole vision was with him and I, my world crumbled when I left. It was really challenging decision, but I couldn't be in a relationship where he just wouldn't commit to me, especially after losing the baby. Wow. So how did you cope then? Cause you separated from him. You were in a different country. How did you manage that process? Yeah, that was the challenging part because I had to decide like four and a half years of living with him in the States and us having this dream to come here and me leaving and realizing we weren't getting back together after that six month separation was like, who am I? Do I belong here? What am I going to do? So I did what I called the year of, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I decided I was going to travel the world. I'd always wanted to travel, but since I was 14, I had been in long-term relationships. My high school sweetheart, I was with up until um, I moved to Colorado. And then when I met this guy, I was with him till I was like 27. So being 27 and not knowing what it's like to be in the world as a single woman, let alone in a foreign country, it was like what do I do and I was like okay travel travel and teach yoga practice and study yoga so I went on a four-month like travel around the world teaching yoga meeting my sister um, going to Italy and just kind of living my life for me and that took me all the way back to Costa Rica and it was like okay I guess this is where I'm meant to be and um, funny enough he's up in the mountains in another place and I'm down on the beach in another place and we never see each other so it's interesting how we were together for a reason you know he introduced me to this beautiful country and taught me many lessons and really helped me to find myself. Yeah, it's so interesting that because quite often, you know, that pain of a breakup, that adversity of a breakup and throwing you into a situation where you just don't know how you're going to cope. You learn, don't you? You become a lot stronger, a lot more resilient because you kind of have to step up. And then interestingly, it brought you right back to where, where you are right now. And I know you're in a much different place now. Tell us a little bit about what's going on for you now and what you're doing in Costa Rica. Yeah, it was a really big journey for me because it was like leaving that relationship was really like leaving both of those relationships I had and really having to find out who Amber was without the label of partner. And that's when I realized like my whole life I was sacrificing who I was um, to be in relationship. And so it was the first time that I knew who Amber was without that label of girlfriend. And so what happened for me is now I spent three and a half years being single. I committed to being single and working on myself, um, discovering the yoga practice. And now I've been coaching other women on how to put themselves first, like even in a relationship. And so three and a half years of being single, um, I met this man and it was like love at first sight. Literally the love story we have is like <laughs> um, amazing because he's everything I ever dreamed of. And it took me like, I can get teary eyed thinking about it, but it took me leaving that relationship and not settling for the like, yeah, it's good, but um, because I remember going to a speech here in Costa Rica and the woman was like, if it's not a hell, yes, it's a no. And I was just crying in the back of the room because I knew my relationship was a hell yes, but. And there was that but because he wasn't both feet in. And so to be in a relationship now where he like just adores me and he's there, he's all in from the beginning. Um, and now I'm five months pregnant and being like everything I ever wanted <laughs> is here. But it took like that breakup of like just really like falling to the ground and, and having to pick myself back up that 
yoga saved me once again. It saved me when my dad died. It saved me when I left this relationship. And now my mission is just to help other women like discover the practice of yoga where you connect to yourself. And, you know, I love him. And if we break up, like, I'll be okay. And, and knowing that gives me power where it's not a dependent relationship. And I think that's also what makes this relationship so different is that I don't need him. I want him. Wow. I love that. And huge congratulations, by the way. I mean, what a lovely, mm. happy ending to the story as well. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, although you're just beginning this whole new chapter, right? So very exciting. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So you say that yoga saved you. So for someone like me, who's not really done much, I've done the odd class here and there on various different retreats. But, you know, what do you mean yoga saved you? How exactly did it save you? Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, And you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. What do you mean yoga saved you? How exactly did it save you? Well, I think that instead of the quick fix where I was would eat my feelings or drink my feelings or stay busy and not be with my feelings, yoga gave me the space to come to and return to again and again, whether I was happy or sad. And it always gave me what I needed. And the thing about yoga is when we think of yoga, we think of exercise. But what we're actually doing is connecting mind, body, spirit, where we give ourselves the time and space to feel all things that are there, whether we feel strong and confident or we feel sad and weak. Yoga shows us what's inside. And we really get to see what's happening. And the only way for us to transcend through a breakup or transcend through a depression or transcend through a dark time is to feel it, to feel our way through it. But it's also the most challenging thing to do. So when you can go into a space where someone else is guiding you, there's a room of people doing it with you and you get to just show up as you are, there's something magical that happens when you do that again and again and again, because yoga for someone that just drops in and out here or there, they don't see the transformation of yoga if you do it every single day. Ah, okay. So I'm missing out here. I'm missing out. Okay. And interestingly, (laughs) what you're saying, I think, is that it's not just a physical exercise, which is where I was sort of looking at it from. It's also for your mental health and well-being and not just because, you know, like when your body's stronger, it boosts your mind because it's working with your mind too. Yeah, exactly. And we live in a world now where the mind is so busy. 
And the practice of yoga allows us to slow down the busy mind. So like if you're going through a breakup or you're going through a hard time, it can be easy to go down that negative spiral. Whereas when you're practicing yoga and you have to think inhale, exhale, left side, right side, you can't be thinking about all these other things at the same time. So it brings you to the present moment. Then when you're off the mat and you're going through these challenging times, you can choose to go down the negative loop spiral or choose to bring yourself back to the moment and breathe, breathe in the moment, breathe in the moment where someone's like pushing your buttons rather than reacting and exploding in a moment of like intensity or like, oh yeah, yoga breath. I'm going to breathe here. I'm going to calm myself down. Um, so it gives us the ability to control how we're feeling as well when we're not on the mat. Oh, that's really interesting. Can you give us uh, an example of the breathing? For sure. So one breath that I really like to do is like if you're standing in line or you're like laying down and you can't sleep at night is like Samavritti breath. It's equal parts breathing where you inhale for four counts, pause, exhale for four counts, pause. And so you're just becoming aware of your breath. So inhale, one, two, three, four, pause, exhale, one, two, three, four. And if you do that five or six times, you're here. You know, you can't be counting your breath, breathing, and thinking of all these other things at the same time. So some people I know say, you know, breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth. Does it matter with yoga? Is there a set way to do it? Yes. In yoga, the best way to breathe is in and out through your nose. It calms the nervous system, relaxes the nervous system. Okay, well, I'm definitely going to try that if I can't sleep at night. That is going to go on my list. So I guess if anyone's listening and they're going through a breakup, that's one tip that they can use. Um, What other tips do you have for people that you've got from your work that would help people who maybe are, you know, heartbroken, really going through that trauma of the breakup right now? Mm hmm. Um, I'll give two things, two things that I use. So if you're going through a breakup and there's a lot of like sadness, negative energy, resentment buildup, you can breathe in for four and exhale for eight. That extension of the exhale allows you just to release even more, let go of even more. And if there's even something that you have in mind, like a negative thought or a really intense emotion, as you're exhaling, I release this. I release this and make sure that your inhale is four counts less than your exhale. So double your exhalation. So if you inhale for four, exhale for eight, and that's going to allow you to just release out even more. And just a a side note, we we release like about 90% of toxins through our breath. So when you're doing this breath, you're actually releasing like negative, like toxic energy in your body, whether it be from food or from thought. Um, And so it has double the benefit. But the other thing that really helped me when I was going through the breakup was every single morning I woke up and I meditated and I thought of three things I was grateful for. And I would be crying my eyes out um, so much that I was like driving down the road, bawling my eyes out and friends would message me, hey, I just seen you like hysterically crying in your car. Are you okay? Um, and so when I would wake up in the morning and do this meditation, that would happen. And I would think of three things I was grateful for. And in a time that I was so sad, it was hard. So I would be grateful for my car, grateful for my teaching job, grateful for my friends. And I would find the little things in my life to feel more grateful. 
um, even though I was feeling pain. So I think that gratitude in those moments of like, we could focus on the loss, we could focus on the sadness. What in your life is there still to be grateful for? Yeah, I love that. When you wake up and your mind is, you go to something that, you know, lights you up, I guess, is something that's really important. It could be really small, like just feeling the sunshine. Not that we get that much over here in the UK, but we do, that's extra special bonus. But, you know, it could be anything, you know, that your puppy or whatever it is that, that makes you happy. But that starts your day off on a really positive start and a good footing, really, which is what we need. Because if you wake up and then that tidal wave hits you of all that negative emotion and that really can put a downer on the beginning of the day right so this is a really good technique um and i think that's really mm -hmm. useful and i love the fact that uh the the breathing out for the extra four seconds because it actually does feel like you're getting some of that negativity out as you get to the end of those breaths mm -hmm. it's like you're really emptying your lungs out and some of that sort of negative energy maybe that sits at the bottom is really getting squeezed out. I didn't know that 90% of toxins are released through breath. That's fascinating. And the thing is like, if you're bawling your eyes out crying or you're angry, you're holding the breath. And so when you hold the breath in those moments of sadness, those certain thoughts that are going through your head, you, you store it in your physical body. And so when you do this extension of the exhale, you are actually releasing any store suck, you know, trapped emotions from those times of crying or anger or those times where you're not breathing to full capacity. Mm, it's really interesting, Abba. Okay. Now, I'm a big fan of walking outside in nature, and I'm here in the UK, I'm lucky I live in a beautiful place where there is water and there is, you know, there's a lake and there's woods, you know, but do you find that that you mentioned at the beginning that nature has a really positive healing effect? Why do you think that is and what's so special about Costa Rica? I believe that we are like nature. Um, we go through seasons and phases in our life. Um, even thinking about like the intensity of the full moon and um, when the full moon becomes a new moon and how that affects our energy as well. I think that, you know, we're made up of nature. So when we go into nature and we see something dying, we see something growing, we see the bright skies. Um, it reminds us, you know, what we're, we're, we're coming from, what we're connected to. And I think it just brings us more into the present moment where we can feel more grounded more connected. And in Costa Rica, I, I want to say that most of this area is protected. It's not like, I've never been to the UK. I, I, I lived in the United States my whole life until moving here. But in the United States, it's a jungle of cement buildings and restaurants and things. Whereas in Costa Rica, like you're driving down the mountainside, you're driving down the highway, you're driving on the road and you're just surrounded by trees and waterfalls and monkeys and birds and like life. Like, and you just get to see so much. I mean, I talked to my mom on the phone. She's like, what was that? I'm like, oh, that's a bird. Or I'll be like recording podcasts and they'll be like, um, what was that? Can you shut it off? I'm like, no, I can't shut that off. You know, and it's like, so it's, you're just so much more connected to life where I think that, you know, the jungle, it, it keeps us, you know, the concrete jungle keeps us disconnected from nature. And even like studies show, like if you have houseplants, you know, in a place where there's less life, you're happier. 
And so I think overall that nature just makes us happier. And there's even studies of, of why we should walk barefoot and how that connects us to the earth. I'm a firm believer that nature has so much healing. And I think it's because that's what we're made of. Yeah, I so agree with that. I always have plants and fresh flowers in my home. It just makes a real difference, I think, to the energy. When I don't have them or they're dying, which happens quite a lot, <laughs> uh, then you can just tell if it feels different. So, yeah, I think it is really, really positive. Now, I know you run retreats. Tell us a little bit about that, because I do love a retreat, but you teach people on the retreats how not to need retreats, right? So tell us a little bit about that concept. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's it's because when I first started running retreats right that was my dream moving to Costa Rica it's like I want to take people to Costa Rica and show them how magical it is it's every day on the last day it was like they're crying and they don't want to go home because they've just connected to this peace they've connected to themselves and like waking up and eating fresh food and then doing yoga and then like having your meals prepared for you you're just in this luxury that it's like I want to wake up and like have amazing food every day and do yoga every day. And it's like, how can I teach people a way to bring this yoga lifestyle back with them? So when we're doing the retreats, it's like, how can I create a yoga lifestyle back home? You know, food prepping and making sure that you're prepared to eat healthy meals by spending, you know, two, two days uh, out of the week to prepare what you're going to eat healthy foods that keep you alive and give you energy and make you happy. Um, how can you wake up every day and take a five to 15 minute breathing or meditation practice so that you can center yourself and connect back to that peaceful place when you go into the work scene or you go to do the things on your to-do list. And so it's weaving in self-care, self-love and just preparation so that like you don't need to take a vacation to retreat from your life, but rather it's, it's a bonus. Like I'm going on a retreat at the end of October to Guatemala, but not because I need to get away from my life, but because I want to just go and experience what it's like to be on a retreat and inspire myself for when I'm hosting retreats. That's so cool. It's like enabling you to take it back in your suitcase which is great mm -hmm. because that's all what we need when we come back and it's like, oh, back to work, back to normal life. And it seems like a decade ago that you were on that retreat. So actually, it's really good to be able to take some of those things and install them as little daily routines, like the breathing, like the meditation in the morning. I love it. It's really cool. So Amber, thanks so much. Tell me, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, of course. You can go to my website, which I'm sure will be in the show notes, Amber Hagberg. You can find me on my podcast if you're interested in learning more about how to live yoga off the mat and how to incorporate these um, techniques into your life, yoga off the mat podcast with Amber Hagberg. Or you can head to my Instagram or Facebook page, which is Amber Hagberg. Amazing. Now I have one final question for you that I ask all my guests. And that is uh, my podcast, as you know, it's called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you. So no matter what difficulties you're going through in life, you can tap into feeling happy at points along the way. So what is happiness for you, Amber? Happiness for me is freedom, the freedom to go where I want, when I want, with who I want. I feel most happy when I have the choice 
And so I think that happiness is the ability to be free. And, you know, the reason I'm here in Costa Rica is because I feel free. You don't have to wear shoes when you go into stores. You can go outside. It's sunny. It's cloudy. It, it doesn't matter. There's coconuts on, you know, on the beach. It's just, you feel so free. And I think that happiness is freedom. I love that. Well, I'm looking forward to coming out to Costa Rica myself. It's on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely pop by and (laughs) check out your retreats. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I bet you've been a fabulous guest. Thank you so, so much for having me. And if you do make your way here, be sure to reach out. I definitely will. That's it for today's episode. Thanks so much to Amber for joining me. Do head on over to amberhagberg.com to find out more about her retreats and everything else that she does, including her podcast. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Happiness.